I'm inviting you into this A Gabrielle exclusive. Keep the conversation going by following A.Gabrielle exclusives on Instagram. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to your midweek vibe with A Gabrielle exclusives. I am joined today by five people, each creative and unique in their own way, for an episode we're calling Things I Wish I Would Have Known Before Relocating Part Two. Um, I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves along with their take on the statement. After work, you can find me and whatever that thing is. So guess what? Take it away. My name is Kendra Bowens. I'm from Katy, Texas. I currently live in Portland, Oregon. I've lived here for about two years now, almost two years. And after work, you can find me decompressing with playing some Animal Crossing on Switch. Uh, my name is Jacob Romy. I am from Lake Jackson, Texas. I live in Portland, Oregon. I've lived here for about two years. And after work, you can find me um, uh, playing video games online with friends. My name is Andrea Masamba. Um, I'm from McKinney, Texas, and I moved to Boston, Massachusetts for about a year. Um, and after work, you can find me probably trying a new taco spot in my neighborhood um, and unwinding with an episode of New Girl. Hey, my name is Joshua Green. I'm from Helena, Arkansas. I currently live in Decatur, Georgia. And um, I've been here for about five years. I'm going on five years. And after work, you can probably catch me scarfing down some leftovers that I have. <laughs> Hello, my name is Bree. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. Um, I currently live in North Dallas, Texas. I've been here for about four and a half years now. And after work, you can find me on my patio working out because I can't go anywhere else. Thank each of you for being on this show. Um, so keeping in theme with the show this season, I've asked each of the guests to prepare a list of five things that they wish they would have known before relocating. So without further ado, we'll jump into the conversation and we'll head back over to guest number one. Take it away. All right. So I had a hard, not like a hard time, probably more like a hard time condensing it to like five things. Um, my first thing is more of advice probably to myself of hindsight like reassurance that this big of a move is going to be as stressful as you make it it's not going it's was actually a pretty good move um and i just want to reassure myself that like you're making the right decision for your life and how you feel right now um, at this point my second one was pretty big. Don't trust all moving companies, especially when it comes to even the bigger ones like U-Haul and Penske. Um, because if I'm allowed to go into a short story, we had a 16 foot Penske and we also had to tow my car. So we had like a huge trailer on the back of it. We go to this Penske place and like, first off, it is they only had one Penske available and it had like Indiana plates. It had like just come back from Indiana. So it had already made a huge trip. The second one, they didn't even have a trailer ready. It was like a display type of trailer that they just kind of gave to us. Um, and so thinking that this is Penske, it's a reputable company. And then we got really, really terrible equipment and our tire flew off of the trailer um, between two cities in Colorado. So we had to wait to get that fixed. We get to Portland and we realize that the trailer for the car explicitly says, do not go over 55 miles per hour. When the Penske place had told us that going like 70 on highways was like fine. So that's just a big thing. Just always make sure that you're moving very safely. A third thing that I wish I, I knew before I moved was taking into account the people as well, especially moving from the South to the Pacific Northwest. In the South, I think me and Jacob both are very much um, used to very straightforward people. We tell it how it is. If something's bothering us, we're going to let you know. If we're excited about something, we're going to let you know. Pacific Northwest, people are a little more passive. Um, with things. And in, in the work environment, it's going to be a little challenging to try to stay true to yourself and who you are, but also have to somewhat adapt to how people in work environments here are as well. 
So that was a huge one. Things I wish I knew before, another kind of piece of advice to myself is that doubts are okay. Like you're gonna have doubts and that's fine. I was sitting in Denton thinking, is this huge move? I'm about to move 3000 miles away. Is this a good move? And if I'm having doubts, should I not move? Should I, should this be a hundred percent? I should a hundred percent feel like this is gonna be okay if I wanna make this move. So if I'm having doubts, should I not make this move? And then you make the move and you realize this is perfectly fine. And like your doubts were okay to have, like you're not stress, don't stress yourself out going back and forth. If you're gonna move, you're gonna move and that's all right. Um, my fifth one is probably pretty big for myself is like don't feel inferior because you can't live in the city. We say we live in Portland, Oregon, when in reality, we basically live in more of the close suburb of Gresham, Oregon. The, the idea that you're telling everybody in your life, you're moving to Portland, Oregon, or you're moving to LA, or you're moving to Atlanta, or something like that, and feeling like if I don't live within that city, are people around me going to think I didn't make it? And it's like, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. So I think the I think the things I wish I knew before relocating. Number one, um, in in the best way I can say it is like you can't necessarily copy and paste your life you previously had into a new location. There's going to be some things that are are going to be taken away from you and things that are going to be given to you that are new. And ultimately, you know, in my situation, it was things like you know having to give up Waterburger, having to give up. I know that's not that's not to me that was a big deal. Um, you know, you have to give up some of the, the property value, low rent costs in Texas versus where you're moving to, you know, access to friends and family that you might have had before. Um, and then you're going to be introduced with new things. Maybe it's a job opportunity, better weather, or proximity to, to um, different kind of vacation spots you want to be near. And I think ultimately you have to decide, do a cost benefit you know, analysis on that type of thing and realize which one makes more sense for you. But just to keep in mind when you make that move that it's, it's not going to just be what you what you experienced before, there's going to be some changes and some growing pains involved in that move. Um, another another thing that I wish I knew was uh, um, the time change in moving from central time to Pacific time was two hours. This is kind of more of a superficial thing, but it's definitely something I wish I would have thought about a little more especially having a friend of mine who lives on the East Coast, that's a three hour difference. So there's just the small things, you know, when you want to get off of work and call somebody or, or talk, like it, it's a completely different time of day for them. You know, when you get off at work at four or five, it's nighttime for them, you know, and you have to kind of replan and readjust, you know, as you go. Another thing I wish I knew obviously was, was the money factor. I mean, there's a huge, I mean, we knew how much money it would take to like move, you know, to, to get the Penske that we had to tire fly, fly off and all this kind of stuff. We knew those costs, right? But you, you do have to uh, make decisions as far as packing more lightly so that you don't have to, you know, get a bigger trailer, get a bigger pod or whatever you're trying to use to move. Um, but in doing that, you, you cut out a lot of these little things that once you get to the new place, we had to figure out like, oh, we've got to buy like all new spices. Spices run oh, like more money than you would think, you know, trying to get everything you need from salt to garlic powder, chili powder down the line. It's like those little things can add up, you know, yeah. in tables, like things like that, that you're like, oh man, I wish I would have probably Even budgeted if it was better. like cleaning products. Like we right. didn't want to take a bunch of liquids with us in a hot trailer and getting here, just buying Clorox wipes, kitchen, like counter, like cleaner, multi-purpose cleaner, all just like adds up. Right, right. Um, another, another thing was um, kind of how Kendra said about, about feeling like your doubts are okay and things like that. Going off of that, it's sort of the idea that it's going to take time to get comfortable, to not feel immediately like when you get there, it's everything is, is fine and good to go. You have to kind of restart a whole community. You know, you had you know, in our case, I had 20, 21, 22 years of establishing myself in a certain location that, you know, to assume when you move there in two, three months, when you feel kind of weird about things and not knowing everybody and that kind of thing, that that's okay. That's something that's like, just going to take time. And lastly, for me, and this is another sort of superficial one was a food adjustment. And it's specific to what, you know, where I came from and where I am now. Texas, I can say nothing bad about the food there. I love everything about it, you know, from wings to soul food, 
to Tex-Mex, whatever it might be, completely in love with it. Moved here, those things, I thought there'd be like one or two spots, right? Where it's like, oh, I can get, I can get chicken wings. Can't get chicken wings. I mean, I know there's probably people that maybe would listen from the Northwest who'd have their Cancel own. Cancel the whole state. It's not there. <laughs> we went to one place, not to go on for too long, but we went to one place where they had wings and I got like a, uh, like a jerk chicken uh, sauce for it. it. It was pesto, essentially, that was put on the chicken and was sold as jerk chicken. It's not going to fly. And it just was one of those things where I was like, this is a reality that I now have to face. Um, that that's not a thing. I mean, as well as like, yeah, soul food, that type of thing, you know, a few and far between. And I think what I would have wished I did a little bit more was to just at least cram in as much of that stuff as I could before I left. Yeah. Don't regret moving. Got way better job situation here. All this kind of stuff. Wouldn't trade it. But that one hurts. It definitely yeah. hurts. And I think there should also be an asterisk next to that one. Um, because I feel like it's more of the the main line if you're in downtown portland if you're in portland it's not easy to find um and that's because of the displacement of the black community and like the latinx community into north portland and like east portland and like beyond um so there's definitely places readily available like um in those areas but like portland itself it's pretty hard to find we should have hit more spots before we left that's that's what it comes down to so jacob i um you know i'm proud to see that you're still making it because i know how you feel about your water burger i definitely yeah. do um however i do have a couple of follow-up questions for y'all so one of the things that you talked about was um a little bit of like budgeting a little bit of finances so i'm wondering what sacrifices you had to personally make to adjust to the cost of living in portland that's a great question. Um, I think for me myself, I have always lived on a budget. I've never actually had a job where I was making like more than $10,000 a year. Um, it was always kind of living off of $7.25 an hour for full time. So budgeting for me was no problem. I've been doing it my whole life growing up in a family that wasn't even like close to like middle class. Um, I found it to be like, okay, this is just another challenge and I can, I can make it work. I mean, there was definitely an adjustment to make, especially we, we had joined AmeriCorps, uh, we're living off of that. We did receive, um, help in certain spots, no shame in saying that. And I think it's, I think sometimes you do need help. I um, mean, if you're fortunate enough to have it, I came from a, a middle-class background from, from privilege and was able to get help in certain spots I needed to make that move. Um, so we're very fortunate to have that as well to kind of help with that transition. Thanks. And my second question is, um, if you think that you still would have made this move if you were doing it by yourself and not with your partner? We talk about that a lot. I don't know that I could have done it without her. I mean, to, to, to be honest, when we were traveling, I was freaking out most of the time. I mean, it's completely true. And having that trailer and stuff, she could park it. She could drive it better than I could. And I just couldn't like have done it probably. I mean, I was freaking out at every turn. I mean, that, that goes to our relationship in day-to-day -day life as well, but it, it manifested itself in this move even, even bigger where I was like, I don't think I could have done it. We definitely could not have done it financially to, to have each yeah, other. Yeah, I, I think together. my biggest one would have been, one, the financial aspect. Um, I don't think I could have moved just on my own. I, we had to scrounge all of the money that we could to like move. And then two, I don't think without... Jacob, I have always wanted to move out of Texas my whole life, but I didn't think it would have been a possibility for me. I had to kind of squash that within me and just kind of be like, I'm going to live in Texas my whole life. And then actually meeting with, like meeting up with somebody and finding somebody like Jacob who is like, no, if we put our heads together, we can make this a possibility was kind of like, oh, wow. So I don't think I would have made it without my partner. We needed that support, I think, yeah. for sure. Awesome. Thanks for sharing, guys. We'll switch over to guest number two. All right. Well, that was a lot of great information. Um, so, yeah, I mentioned I moved to Boston, Massachusetts, um, but I thought it was an awesome point um, about not necessarily living in Boston proper. Um, but, yeah, so I moved to Boston, but I lived in um, 
kind of a subset of Boston called Dorchester. Um, and so that was kind of like a, a black community. Um, and I loved your point about really researching the area that you're going to and understanding the community, because I definitely feel like that um, was applicable to me too. But worked in, uh, moved to Boston, lived in Dorchester. I worked kind of southern Massachusetts in a way. It, I had about a 30 minute drive from my apartment, um, but it was a town called Brockton, Massachusetts. And then I went to church in Newton, which is more north, more northeast. Um, and that's where it was more of like a suburban high income white community. And so I definitely saw like lots of different feels of what it is to be in Boston proper. Um, so thought that was kind of like a good disclaimer before I jumped into my five things. Um, so number one, don't go to the emergency room, go to urgent care. That's a big one. <laughs> I mentioned in our conversations prior, um, I actually had emergency surgery um, while a few months into moving into Boston. And so um, it was actually some complications to um, getting my appendix taken out, like my freshman year of high school. So I have no idea. Um, I guess that's just how life worked out to where my, like one of the staples that they used had to be taken out. And it, anyways, I won't give you guys too many gory details, but I was in excruciating pain. Um, so just imagine me having to take the bus an hour to work and take the bus an hour back home um, while dying and not knowing what is going on with you. Um, luckily, the, the roommates that I, that I lived with um, were actually studying to be nurses. So that was like a godsend. And, and so um, I remember the first day um, I was like in, in excruciating pain, sleeping on one of those huge love sack beanbag chairs. I was like, I have to do something. I actually went to like um, a community center. It was, it was like a community health organization. And they told me that I was, that they thought that I was dealing with like mental health in my transition from the move. <laughs> so like, okay, I mean, that doesn't necessarily feel like what I'm going through. It actually feels like I have a brick in my stomach. And as I walk, it's just like, yeah, but okay. Um, and so fast forward to when I just could not take it at all. Um, I eventually went to urgent care. And then at urgent care, they were like, no, you need to go to the emergency room. You need a CAT scan, <laughs> which eventually turned into an emergency surgery. So that was a fun story, but I say all that to say, definitely just be aware of that. And that's just like an adulting tip in general. Um, definitely prioritize urgent care because it's uh, that, that bill coming for coming after that was not fun at all. Um, and also I kind of alluded to it, but don't be afraid of public transportation. Um, I think that's a huge one because it, it speaks to, you know, being able to step in, step into new situations. Um, and I mentioned earlier, I, I'm coming from Texas. And so public transportation, depending on where you're from, is not huge. You really live in your car. Um, so that was really new for me. And so getting used to the bus, getting used to the metro, getting my little Charlie card um, was so, so important. And I really value those experiences now. I, I actually, um, I got, I went back to Boston just to visit some church friends um, in February and I went with some family and I was like, yeah, guys, we can take the Metro and we can, we can take the, what well, we call it the T in Boston. And they were like, well, we could just rent a car. And I was like, but you don't understand <laughs> just because it feels like it, it was such a great opportunity to really learn and grow in that way. Um, so my third thing is redefine yourself and document your journey. Um, I think that's huge, too, is when you go into a new area, um, be intentional to really think about who you want to become and what you want to experience and who you can be, knowing that you're in an environment where people don't know who you've been since high school or don't know who you've been since elementary. And so I took advantage of that and I actually did um, what's called like the big chop. So I like cut all my hair off um, and so scared my mom half to death across the country and my whole family was like, what is wrong with her? Um, but it was so freeing and it was such an amazing experience. And like now I can look at my hair and think about like how much I've like physically grown and emotionally grown since that time um, and just really reflect on what it was like to really navigate 
um, navigate the world with like shorter hair, which I mean speaks to um, just an experience as a woman, but being in public transportation and not necessarily having to deal with like cat calls or, or just the same kind of attention that you receive um, when you look like how society wants you to look, so to speak. Um, so that was a huge, huge part of my journey um, moving, but also just on a on a grander scale, it's so important to document your journey um, and making sure that you're journaling or making Instagram posts that are really like sharing your experiences with others, but really so you can reflect and you can say like, man, like I remember that day. I remember how hard that was. And I can think now about how that made me stronger today. Um, so I thought that was really big too. Um, last two things, be intentional about building community. And then the fifth, what they kind of tie together, is value experiences over things. Um, I think is huge when you're moving to a new place. Um, they, they spoke earlier, Jacob spoke earlier um, about like having to buy those spices and having to buy the, the end table and all those little details. And that's so important. Um, and especially if you're planning to stay somewhere for a long time. But in my case, I didn't really know what I was doing with my life. I didn't know if I wanted to buy a couch. And I was defined like adulthood as buying a couch. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to get the bare minimum and I'm just going to focus on like having experiences and building community by like going out and like, let's go to a show. Let's go, you know, do all these things. Yeah, let's drive to New Hampshire and go hike um, and really build community by doing that to really decide, okay, do I want to be here? Not because I've built an entire apartment, but because I've built a life. Um, so that, that's really my five things is don't go to the emergency room. Don't be afraid of public transportation, redefine yourself while documenting your journey, be intentional about building community and then value experiences over things. Thanks for sharing. Um, I have a quick follow-up question for you. Um, and I think it's something that a lot of people probably struggle with as they're, um, planning moves. Um, I know that you moved because of AmeriCorps, so I'm wondering if they helped you, you know, figure out, here's how we trans how we do transportation here. This is the kind of cars you want to get. Here's an area you might want to live that's close to your work site. Like, how much of an influence do they have in helping you get set up? Zero. No, I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> kind of zero, but kind of not. Um, so, I'll specify, there's like three different branches of AmeriCorps. I was AmeriCorps VISTA. Um, which is volunteers for y'all too. Okay, sweet. Which is volunteers in service to America. But basically I worked for a nonprofit and AmeriCorps just paid me instead of them, if that makes sense. And so um, my manager was helpful to a degree. Um, I think she was a little biased, but she's awesome. She's awesome. She just didn't want me to like have to drive really far where I was like, no, I'm getting as close to the city as I can while still having like a reasonable commute. Um, and so she was supportive, but AmeriCorps not as much um, but AmeriCorps at the time I don't think they're still doing it they actually put on what's called like pre-service orientation and so that um, was funded which was awesome and it was in Philly so I got to go to Philly too and I spent um, I think it was like three days in like a Hilton with like a random roommate which I don't really care about that stuff but like a random roommate who is from like DC and we all like I made a bunch of friends and got to really go into the AmeriCorps experience with that new experience um, and then like having the funding for um, for like relocation but it didn't kick in until like a month later so that first month there they'll be the cheese and like Nutella sandwiches, like that's how serious it was. Sleeping on the couch, cause the girl, it was a lot of details I won't get into, but struggle bus for real. And that's not everyone's experience moving across the country or whatever, but that was mine. Um, and I really feel like richer for it, so. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. I definitely think um, knowing this in advance um, will help the listeners think of things to prepare for and things to research before making a move as such. Oh, for sure. For sure. All right. Guest number three. Um, I will say shout out to Gabby um, for this wonderful question. I think I shared the same sentiments as everybody else. It was kind of hard coming up with five things, but I managed it. And um, I think a couch only brings adulthood to another level. Not necessarily defines it. But yes. <laughs> so it takes it there. But um, getting into my five things, I will, I will say one of the first things uh, right off the back, uh, money, financial literacy, uh, for sure. Um, just one of those things where um, you're not defined by your bank account, but you realize how much your bank account can take you. 
you know, it, you know, a full one can take you further than, than one on E. Uh, I believe a couple rappers spoke about it a few times, but yeah. Um, yeah, so you realize that um, really saving up, really taking a look at those details of, you know, how much um, is rent going to take? Oh, this apartment wants first and last and a deposit and you can't get your application money back because that $70 is gone, you know, just, it, you know, it's out of here. <laughs> so um, making sure you're adding up all those details, making sure you have the back ends to secure that um, for sure. Um, I think one of the second thing goes into um, a little bit more personal for me is um, kind of managing professional relationships. I think just um, naturally being from the South, you can be very much a people person and wherever you kind of go, people kind of attract themselves to you because of the Southern hospitality that people speak of. If it lives inside of you, it just comes out naturally. So sometimes that comes off and like, I attract people that I necessarily didn't grow up with. Um, and some look like me and some don't. And it's just like, all right, you know, why are they attracted to you? Why are you in this season? And then, you know, all these questions are here in your head and they're not just there for um, any reason. Um, just veering off into like a quick little story into kind of what I'm doing out here in Georgia. It's kind of, um, I kind of want to get into several different things, but one of my biggest things right now is like solidifying the trade for me. Um, so if I can get a trade under my belt, you know, it allow me a little freedom to kind of move wherever I want to, um, kind of securing myself a little bit. So um, with that being my focus, um, I was working for a company where I kind of met people of wealth uh, on a regular basis. Um, so I was working for a dealership at the time before COVID came around. And um, just recently, and it's crazy because things are kind of in play right now. Um, so I don't want to say too much on it because um, it's just kind of toss up in the air. But like um, while I was at BMW, I had the chance to meet a lot of people that are in the field that I want to get into, which is real estate. So it's like meeting those people and like seeing that they're further ahead of you and they're willing to help you. Like they're offering up their contacts. They're offering, you know, all these things prematurely kind of seeing where you're at. It's like, oh, wow. Like, you got to be on your game. You see how, you know, just naturally being yourself gets you into places where um, you're not on paper qualified for it. So, um, yeah, really trying to figure out how to manage those relationships and make sure I steward those and, and not just sitting around. Um, it's a saying that goes, if you're sitting around as an adult, something's not getting done. And I very much feel like that um, at every second of my life. So following up after that, I kind of, um, my third thing is kind of, Sticking to what I know um, as far as like um, my religion goes, uh, when I moved here to Georgia, I didn't let go, but I wasn't in, in church as much um, right off the bat. But I will say I was amazed. Um, and I think Gavin and I spoke on this briefly, like when you came to visit one time, um, just how like a quick turnaround came from when I, you know, got back into studying, you know, doing the things I was supposed to be doing. As far as my face go, things kind of turned around like real quick. It was like, all right, cool. I see I see what you're doing, guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm being disobedient. You know, really listening to those simple things. It's like one of those things where it's like, okay, you are taking care of business. You are budgeting. You are, you know, doing all the things you're supposed to do as an adult. But kind of what's blocking, like, what's blocking you? Like, when you got that question, figure it out, you know. <laughs> Just kind of dive into your roots. Um, they're there for a reason. So I definitely always go back to what's been planted in me from 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 along from childhood for sure. Um, and even it grows me every day. It's plain and simple. It's it's nothing else to it. Plain and simple. And then following up with religion is kind of going back to allowing yourself some grace on situations that happens in life. Allowing yourself grace and like just saying, all right, cool. Like I'm not where I want to be. It's not going to happen overnight with anything. So it's just making sure you, um, you know, letting up on yourself. <laughs> Don't be too hard because you, you carry around too much weight that way. And the fifth thing kind of just ties back into the grace thing as well. Trusting your guns and trusting your roots. So many people have so many different paths. Like I said, I can never see myself moving to Portland. No dish. <laughs> but like being from the South and like understanding the food as far as like getting ribs and everything. It was even hard for me coming from Arkansas to Georgia because somebody offered me ribs and they brought me rib tips and I was a little hurt. 
but you can't you can't <laughs> you can't you can't you can't be too hard on them because they don't understand <laughs> talk about grace okay <laughs> you extend it you extend it not just for yourself but for others yes so, you know i took the free ribs uh real tips <laughs> And you know, uh, I I let that lesson be what it is. So you very much live in moments, and um, you appreciate it. But you grow from them. you just constantly grow. You constantly grow. Um, so uh, find yourself. Key points for me is just like find what grounds you. Stick to it. Always be on the lookout for knowledge. Like knowledge, like whatever position you're in. You know, in every in every stance in life. All right, cool. I made it to this first goal. It's another one coming up <laughs> right around the corner so yeah i think those are my two ali those are my two main points awesome thank you for sharing um i don't think that i realized that you had been in georgia for as long as you have um and i definitely think that grace piece is really important because um as you all have alluded when you move to a new place it's not always just you know rainbows and cotton candy it's perfect when you move there um sometimes you have to find your footing and it might be the thing of I'm not living in the city, I'm living in the suburbs because that's the place that was um, most affordable for me. And so I definitely think that um, the grace piece that you spoke about is the thing that will allow you to stay in that place and figure it out opposed to retreating back to home or where you're from. Um, so I appreciate you sharing that. One follow-up question I did have for you. You talked a little mm -hmm. bit um, in your first point about um, you know, making sure you have your finances together because the apartment companies, they want an application fee that's not refundable. And then they also want, you know, first month, last month, and maybe even a deposit. So I'm wondering if you knew that before you moved. And then if you didn't kind of like how you were able to find your footing in like living conditions when you first got there. Yeah. So background a little bit. I come from a place that doesn't really understand money. So um, I had no idea how it worked. Um, it was new, <laughs> and for me, uh, kind of how I figured it out, um, I was just kind of like the kid that just got thrown into the water. Um, <laughs> swim, swim, my guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, it was just one of those things where, like, um, I kind of looked up, like, for me, what started for me, um, I was in college down in Louisiana, and I was just thinking, oh, I love it here. I want to be here. Definitely do but this is outside of my financial reach right now. Like, it's just plain and simple. Um, so what is in my financial reach with what I have on paper and, you know, and what are my goals? So sitting down, figuring those out, um, looking at what I want, um, it was just like that I made sure that the job market here was kind of for me. Like, it was like, it was kind of for me. Um, it was a place I had seen before. It was a place I understood. Um, so I, I genuinely felt like I can come here and grow, and I have in many ways, um, not all the ways I want to, but for now, I'm satisfied for sure. So um, that was definitely key for me when I thought about where to move. So when I got here and I did that, um, it was um, I knew my, my stepfather, he had two brothers out here, and it was pretty much a proposal to them. I said, hey, you know, this is kind of my plan, my layout. They looked at my plan, and um, they saw my layout. And they was like, well, nobody ever stepped to us like that. And you family. So, yeah, you can come sleep on the couch. And, you know, and, um, so I worked it out to where, like, it wasn't necessarily me coming in empty-handed, but my hands were not full. Like, <laughs> they were not full. So it's just one of those situational things where you figure it out however you got to figure it out. So um, it changes. And, like, that's just kind of how it is in the beginning stages. It's going to change day to day. Um, situations come about seconds, minutes, you know, and that's kind of where where it's been. But it's always working towards something. Like you know, it's never it's never idle. And I think some people can misplace that um, ideal in their head of like, oh, if I'm not doing my line of work, I'm being idle. Like no, no, not necessarily. Um, it's you working towards it. Awesome. Thank you. Um, I definitely think that was all valuable insight as far as like, you know, knowing what the job market is there. Like, are they hiring people? How much are they paying for people with my credentials? And then also being able to have a plan to present to someone else. Um, I think that's all awesome. So thank you for sharing, Josh. Um, guest number four. Hello. I think, first of all, y'all all have made some very valid points. And the first one that I have on my list is save, save, save. Now, this is before I moved to Dallas. Um, 
first of all, I think that like you, you can never necessarily be exactly prepared to go from, you know, being in one, one place to come and you living in this brand new city and you never lived on your own. You don't really know what all it's going to entail. So make sure that you're saving. I think that that's something that I would have changed. The only thing I probably would have changed um, before I moved here. Um, the second one was be open-minded. And I think that that also goes back to why I didn't save as much. So I graduated from college in 2015 with a PR degree, public relations. And I was so determined, like, this is the job I'm going to get. So whether I get it in Kansas City or whether I get it wherever, I'm not settling until I get this. And because of my arrogance is what it really was, it, I was so focused on getting this type of job. And I knew that eventually I was going to move anyway. I could have just taken a job to get that experience to work towards my goal. But that was just me being young and arrogant and naive, you know, not being really realistic with myself. And also like moving to a new city, you have to know how to be open-minded to people. People are different. Even when it comes to, like I said, being open to different working opportunities or, you know, I, I'm from the inner city of Kansas city. And so when I came and I, I moved to originally, when I moved here, I lived in Grand Prairie for a few months and then I moved up to North Dallas and, North Dallas is different. It's just different, different, being open to different people. At my church, people are oh, so friendly and bubbly and wanting to come and be nice. And for me, I'm just kind of like, why are you so nice? Back up, you're weird kind of thing. And so it, because of that, because I wasn't so open to new people, I literally lived alone. Um, I didn't have any friends. I really didn't do anything for like the first year. I would go to work and come home and be in my house or go to the gym or something. So just being open and getting to know new people and thinking outside of the box. And so it took time, but eventually... That was something that I was able to do. And this was a big lesson that I've learned. And I know, I mean, some people's living situations are probably different circumstances as to why you want to leave. But I would say go in peace. If you think that you're going to escape your town, I mean, things might be better, but make peace with it. If you're going to escape the wherever you're living from, you know, wherever you're living, I would say go in peace. Because if you think that you can come here and everything's going to be new, those problems will follow you right along, you know, so... That was a big lesson, something that I just thought that, oh, Dallas is the promised land. So I'm going to go and everything is going to be better and I'm not going to have to worry about anything. And that wasn't necessarily true. Um, the fourth thing that I have is make your expectations realistic. And that comes, uh, I think that ties into even working and making new friends, moving into an apartment. So it took me about, I moved here in September 2016. And I didn't even, I didn't get a job immediately. And the job that I had was a part-time job. So I was barely making enough money to eat. Luckily, I had someone that I, I was staying, you know, on somebody's couch or taking me on the floor. I had a, a little air bed, but I was staying on their floor for a while. And I just felt like, oh, I was supposed to move here and get this job. The ball was supposed to be rolling and I'm supposed to be perfect right now. No. So I finally ended up getting a job in my field that I was so determined to get. And I, I had enough money to get an apartment. And in that apartment, I literally had my air bed and I didn't have a couch, actually. I had an air bed, a chair and a tub full of clothes. And I'm just like, wait a second. Like, this is not the promised land that I thought. I had a tiny apartment because that's, that's another thing that I would say. Um, just making your expectations realistic. Give yourself time to move up. You don't have to go and get the most lavish apartment. You know, I had an apartment. My bills was paid. It was mine. I didn't have a, the couch and things. That stuff came later. But I had to give myself time to be realistic. But what, what do I want? Is this my end goal? Is this supposed to be my dream house? This is my first apartment. I literally had a studio apartment. It was clean. It was in a nice area. But it was mine, you know, like a decent area. And it was mine. And so I just had to learn how to shift my expectations that, you know, when I moved here, everything was going to be perfect. All of my problems were going to go away. And I just, you know, created a new identity for myself. Um, but that also, it took time. That took time for me to be able to to grow and understand, you know, myself. And I think the biggest lesson that I've learned is just where my identity lies and kind of like a point that he made earlier as far as staying true to your roots because I'm a, I'm a believer. And so God had to take me through a faith journey to die to myself and all the false things that I thought about what life was and actually stripped me from everything to rebuild me, but it brought me closer to him. And I've learned that I can't do, I can't do anything away from him. And so um, I had to really shift my expectations. And the last thing that I would say is just give yourself time. Like I've been here for, like I said, four and a half years now, and I'm still like finally coming into a space where I'm like, wow, like maybe this can be my home. You know, I don't, I didn't have the perfect job. You know, I just started a new job actually. And it's not in my quote unquote career field of PR, 
um, that I have my degree in, but it's a great job. I'm able to move out throughout the company. You know, I, I've been blessed to have to work for a big company that I can probably like move throughout and do my, uh, you know, this is my job is not my purpose. And I think that before I was searching for, um, I guess like my identity, trying to figure out like, oh, well, my identity is tied to this degree that I have, which means I have to work in this career field. And that's not true. So I had to be open-minded, you know, change my expectations. And now it might not look exactly how I want it to right now, but who's to say what's going to happen, you know, but this journey has allowed me to, to shed all those false expectations that I've had of, of life and adulthood. And so. Brianna, can I ask a question about that job and Perkins that you said, like, were you connecting the two? Can you explain so, that? Yeah. Let me give you a little backstory. It's crazy. I think I kind of ran through that. It's crazy. I'm actually writing a book about this whole journey thing because like when she said, document your journey, so important because your, your mind changes, you know, as you grow, as you're becoming an adult, your mind is shifting. And so you're starting to see things for reality and not false expectations. So for me, I didn't know, and I'm thinking more and more so might just be my upbringing, my story, but I think a lot of people probably think like, oh, okay, well, my, my degree, like I have this degree. So everything that I do has to follow along this path. And sometimes like, that's not necessarily true. But for me, my identity was tied to that. I was like, okay, well, I have a PR degree and I researched a Black-owned company that I wanted to work for. I actually got it. You know, I got the job that I said that I wanted. But then once I got that job, and that for me, that was as high as I thought of myself. And I'm just like, wait, I'm in it. And it's not even what I thought. I was stressed. I had anxiety. I was depressed. All of these things. And I, that job, it, it taught me a lot. It grew me up, but it showed me like, this is not your purpose. And so in that struggle, I ended up leaving that job last year I worked there for about a year so I ended up leaving that job last year I worked for a small PR firm and God was beginning to really like shed me like okay well if that's not my identity what is it and I know like a little bit of backstory I used to do radio the radio personality in Kansas City before I moved I loved the music I thought I was going to be a publicist for an artist or you know that was the industry that I was in and honestly my plan wasn't even to live in Dallas I was going to Houston but that was my plan and not God's plan. So for me, shifting, shifting my mind um, from those false, that false identity that I had, God was able to show me that will you trust me? And from there, I was able to join partnership and start a ministry. I've been using my voice, which is really my gift. And that's where my purpose lies. I started writing my book. I've been connected to people. Like I've en enhanced people's lives and not just with the false reality that social media might show you or, you know, just things that are not realistic for you to live like life is just so much more than a a job title because you lose that job and then where's your identity lie you know so your, your the job that you have is for you to it can fund you for your purpose you know so don't don't shy away from opportunities because it doesn't look as pretty as you think it should be and that was just a hard lesson and God had to beat me up a few times for me to learn but I'm I'm grateful for it I wouldn't change anything no, I think that's so good. And also like honoring and being faithful in the season that you're in, right? Like I was in AmeriCorps Vista, but you better believe I worked that like I worked for the president, you know, and I, I made I was the, you know, they had, they were really questioning, like, does she know, like, this is just a year of service, because I was doing my job, and trying to do initiatives there and there and in the community, you know, and so being faithful with little will lead you to exactly what you said, like your purpose and, and your connection um, with the giftings that you've been given. Yes. And if you, if you can be faithful in the little things and you show God, like, you know, like I trust you, I'm going to be faithful where you have me. He'll open up doors for you. And it might, it's not that it's never going to look like what you think. It never, if you, if you're a believer in God and you believe that he has you here for a purpose, trust him, no matter what, there were times that I would go to bed, and I'm writing about this all in my book, but living here, moving here, thinking like, oh, it's going to be perfect. I literally slept on a cold dining room floor with an air bed that deflated every night. In the middle of the night, I would have to go wake up and reinflate, you know, put more air in it. Listen, from not having a job, and then it's just, it humbles me when I think about it. I made, I worked at a gym part-time, and I had just got a car. And the story about that is crazy, but I ended up getting this car, so I had bills that I had to pay. Money that was going to come out of my account every on the 15th every month okay you got it or you don't so you do what you have to do I had this part-time job and I made just enough to pay my car note pay my car insurance and kind of eat so I would literally I bought like a box of like oatmeal and I kept it in my trunk from where I was staying get up in the morning deflate my bed eat my oatmeal and I had enough I would 
eat one big meal a day. So I would like go to Chipotle normally because you can get your rice and your beans. I learned, it was like literally survival mode for me. And it's the most humbling experience I've ever had. I actually ended up losing weight because I wasn't eating as much as I was used to, but I knew that I wasn't going to starve. So I'm like, I'm going to go to Chipotle. I'm going to get this big, I'm going to ask them for extra rice and beans. They won't charge me. I'll eat half now, half later. You better drink this water and be full and seem satisfied. Like my grandma used to say. So that was just a very humbling experience for me. Um, and eventually, I ended up getting my apartment. I didn't have nothing in there, but it was mine and my air, with my airbed and my clothes, you know, and eventually things came. So I just had to um, just had to be open to the transition and be faithful. Like, God, like, even when you don't see how it's going to work out or why this is happening for me and why is it, why haven't I taken off yet or, you know, just trust him because now I have more than enough, more than I've ever, ever thought I would. So I just want to encourage whoever is thinking about moving, who, who's going to take that leap of faith. Like I, I moved here without a plan because like I said, I was going to move to Houston. Dallas was never, I never even thought about Dallas. Didn't even look in the market. I moved here because that's where God placed on my heart. And it, I struggled, but he stripped me from who I thought I was to who he's called me to be. And that's the, that's the, the gem out of all of this. So I would just want to encourage anybody who is who's thinking about moving. If you trust God and you believe in God and you believe that he's called you to be in a place, then he's going to provide for you. Where God guides, he provides. He's never, ever left you hanging, even when it didn't feel like it. You, you, still, you wake up every day, you got a purpose. Figure it out. I love that. What, what else got y'all through the struggle? Because, like, we know for sure, like, our relationship with God, like, definitely getting us through. But I think that's because of our personal journey and just how it bounds us. But what's the, like, what's another sign that kind of just, like, kept you on your path, even though you've been pushed to the right, pushed to the left sometimes, like? I think one thing for me uh, that helped with kind of keeping on, you know, a path, feeling like I made the right decision was in the work that I was doing. Um, my work in AmeriCorps was focused on helping students who are struggling with social and emotional things uh, who, who have not have, have had a rough go of it and and are struggling in in school in a lot of different ways and to be able to work one-on-one -on -one with them even though the pay you know was an americorps stipend it was all these other kind of things when i would go in every day and get to and get to interact with not only those kids but their families as well um, it not only created like a sense of community but really gave me a sense of purpose that i was doing something that i believed in and that i felt like i was helping in some way in, a, in, a, in even a small way. And I think that just helped in the times that were more of a struggle to still realize that the work that I was doing was valuable to a community and to a person. Um, and, and to do that, I think was just worth more than anything financially that I could have received. Yeah, I think, I think to combine kind of what everybody has made incredibly like just amazing points on is there's a grind before you move, there's a grind after you move. And after you move, you feel like you get more of a say-so in that grind after you move. There is a sense of freedom that you do feel of, I, I just get to define who I am from this point forward. And what do, I think it makes you reflect inward a lot. You start to ask yourself, what do I actually want to do in life? What do I actually, like, I had this idea for myself of after moving here, I was going to do this, I was going to do that, I was going to go back to school, I was going to do all of these things, and now I'm kind of like, do I want to do any of those things? Do I want to like actually maybe pursue, for me myself, like going back to what Joshua said, I want to kind of pursue a trade, I want to go into carpentry. And like for me, I'm kind of like, I had never thought about that in Texas before, but now I'm like, I do have a creativity inside of me that I think I stifled for such a long time. And after moving, feeling that freedom, I was like, why can't I do this? I think I can do this. Definitely, because you're empowered to start viewing the world differently, right? And, and once you leave the comfort of where you grew up and the identity that you always had, you can really, again, like redefine yourself. So that's beautiful, definitely. I would say getting involved. I think that that was like one of the things that kept me going. Because even before I moved to, um, to Dallas and Kansas City, I was just very active in my community. Um, I think like the youth, they're our future. So you want to go back and you want to give them hope. And when I moved here, um, and it's just kind of like one of those things that God always like, he'll, he'll provide for you. And one day, very random, I walked into a community center down the street from my house, just figuring out what kind of programs they had. 
And it just so happened to be a lady there who had a nonprofit for students, like an after-school program. And I connected with her and she has been like a blessing. Her name is Lestar. She has a, she's since uh, rejuvenated, you know, she's changed her, her nonprofit. She focuses more so on adults now, but that's like one of my, my sisters now, you know, just from randomly walking in there, getting involved with her organization. And every day after work, it gave me something else to look forward to. So my job didn't just, my, my life didn't just consist of me waking up, going to work, coming home, doing it all over again. Like you have to find something else. And life is so much more than that. And I think that that was the biggest thing that kept me going kept me positive. Like, okay, you know, it's not about you. This life that you're living, these things that you're trying to pursue. If you're a believer, then you know it's not about you all the time. So I think that that was like one of the things that's, that's helped push me through. For sure. We were also talking about like how we finesse like for different meals and stuff. So I strategically got a second job in a restaurant. So that way I could like get meals too. So I was like a hostess. Um, But it also, I think that's, that was intentional on my part because I also wanted to build community and what better way to make friends than with a bunch of servers, you know? And so that was awesome. But then just as it relates to like mental health and just like wanting to remain like who you are and like being passionate about your work, but also wanting to stay like involved in like things that bring you joy and like are your creative outlet. I joined the worship team. And so getting to lead worship and like building community with um, other like adults and, and people that were interested in music in my church too, was like kind of a way that I was able to like kind of release and, and um, use other things to really keep me grounded. Awesome. Thank you all for sharing. I think um, I'm going to just kind of highlight some of the things that you all have shared um, in conclusion as we wrap up here. So I've never relocated to a place. It's an idea and maybe it will come to fruition, TBD. But um, what I'm hearing from you all is that um, as you move to new places, you have this opportunity to grow like your trajectory just kind of like takes off as a person as you really figure out who you are outside of the confines of what you've been comfortable with for so long. And so um, something that kind of each of you have, um, I think there was kind of like a common thing each of you kind of touched on a little bit. So um, Jacob talked a little bit about how the food is so different in um, Portland. And Kendra responded to that by talking about part of that being because of this, the displacement of Black and Latinx communities there. Josh, you talked some about growing up in a place where financial literacy wasn't the common thing that people talked about. Um, Andrea, you talked about living when you first got to Boston, living in what was predominantly a Black community. And then, Brie, you talked some about growing up in the inner city. And so I think that one of the cool things about when you move to a new place, um, you meet people with different personalities, you encounter different political views. And so I think that it's cool to get to redefine yourself, but I also think that there's a challenge there to figure out how you get to ground yourself and respond to this new culture going on, um, whether it's responding to opportunity gaps or inequity that you see. There are so many social issues that exist here in our country. And I think that when you move to different places, you get to see that from a different angle. And so I think one of the challenges of moving to different places is really identifying how will I respond? How will I, something you said, Brie, use my voice in the capacity of the work that I'm doing or the way that I volunteer to speak out and do my part in combating social justice issues. But thank you all so much for being on the podcast today and just taking time out of your schedules to um, just share some of your insight with the listeners. Each of you have very just diverse and as I mentioned before, remarkable experiences. So I appreciate you sharing here on the show today. Thanks for tuning in while the conversation was flowing. Follow A.Gabrielle exclusives on Instagram and the conversation can keep going. I post once a week. Make sure you subscribe so you can stay up and catch this weekly vibe.